Welcome everybody uh, to Christian Challenge tonight. My name is Jeremy and we're continuing our series on uh, creatures of habit. And this week we're gonna be talking about the habit of seeking out mentors and advice. And rather than uh, share with you just myself, I thought I'd bring together a list of people who um, could speak to this well that have made a habit of doing that in their lives. And so I'm gonna ask them some different questions and they're gonna get to respond to that. And so before we do, I'll go ahead and just uh, let them introduce themselves. So Jeep, why don't you introduce yourself and kick us off? Oh, well, my name's Jeep Underwood. Uh, I'm a civil engineer. I've worked for, in the civil engineering field for about 28 years. Uh, I've also, had, uh, uh, several years ago, I stepped off of staff, uh, USC Christian Challenge part-time. I was there for 14 years and I'm married to a great gal for 24 years uh, uh, named Kate, and I got three great kids, and uh, I guess that's who I am in a nutshell. I'm Carlene Weir. Um, actually just got married this summer to this guy. Um, I graduated from USC in 2013 from the screenwriting program, and this is my eighth year on staff with Christian Challenge. Hi, I'm Steven, and I graduated in 2016 from USC in, with a degree in economics and political science. And I've been on part-time staff for a little over a year. Um, and for my full-time job, I work in sales at a biotech company. And just got married to Carlene in May. And it's great. Essentially, how yeah, those both worked out that way. <laughs> Uh, my name is Jenna Gray. Um, I graduated from USC a little over a year ago, and now I'm on part-time staff with Challenge, as well as I um, have a full-time job for a real estate and economic development consulting firm. So that's what I do. Hi, I'm Jonathan Rickard, John Rickard, either way. Um, I graduated from USC in 2006 with a degree in history, but I actually work as a designer in an architecture firm. Um, and I have been married for about 10 years to my wife, Jen, and we have a son, Joshua, who's five. Well, great. Well, I'm looking forward to our, our time here this evening. Uh, so I asked you guys seven questions at the beginning of this week to think about and give some answers to. And so I'll go ahead and just... We'll start with question one and work our way through and excited to hear what you guys have to share. So uh, the first question was, uh, what verses in the Bible have been significant for you around this topic of mentoring and advice seeking? And how have those shaped your perspective on this area? One of the first verses that shaped my perspective on this was 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, which says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Um, it helped me to see that part of following Jesus is following others who are further ahead than me. Um, and I realized it's really hard to follow someone if you're not spending time with them. Um, so sharing life with mentors has been huge for me in learning and growing. Um, this verse also helps me to know what I should look for in a mentor and people that I go to for advice. It should really be people who are actively pursuing growth in their relationship with Jesus. And in seeking advice, a verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 15, 22. Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Um, there are so many things that I don't know um, and some I don't even know to think about. Um, so having an outside perspective is extremely helpful. Someone who will share truth with me, even if it's hard. Um, and if they've walked through the same thing that I'm about to go through, they know the things that I need to be aware of, the good and the bad. Um, I really love learning from people's successes and their failures. Um, 
because it really saves me from making the same mistakes. Yeah, one one verse that comes to mind for me is Proverbs 10:17, which says, "Whoever heeds instruction is on the path of life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray." So, for me as a as a leader or someone who wants to lead a life worth emulating, like that verse really strikes a chord for me and that I have a responsibility to seek advice from those older and wiser than me. And if I want to to lead a life that's worth emulation, like I, I really do need to have regular input from others. Well, I think I think that's great. You know, one of my one of my life verses that came out just through spending time with God over the years is uh, Proverbs four thirteen says, "Take hold of instruction; do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life." And what really struck me. I guess when I, when I first read that verse, the first thought I had was, but I'm out of college. I don't need to learn anything anymore. <laughs> and uh, But then as I really spent time thinking about that verse, thinking about the things I'd learned in my life, I was so passionate. What really captured me is how passionate that verse is. It's take hold of instruction. And then it's like, uh, don't let go. So there's forces. There's forces pulling it away from you. And it says, guard her, for she is your life. Like your life, the way your life turns out will reflect on how well you took instruction into account. And uh, for me, you know, the forces I think that are kind of out there is, you know, things like, well, you know, life's not really that hard. I, I, I had that one for a while. Um, I used to think that I don't anymore. Uh, then there's like, you know, I have to prove myself. You know, I, I don't want, I want to do it on my own and I don't, I want to be able to show people that I can handle it. Or there can be an attitude kind of like, Hey, don't tell me what to do. You know, I, I can, uh, you put your pants on one leg at a time like I do. I can do whatever I want. It, I mean, I, I, uh, there's those, those kind of things that kind of work against you. But I remember when, uh, a picture comes to my mind when this verse came to mind, when, uh, I became a project engineer leading a, uh, multifaceted project in, in Tucson, Arizona. My boss, I got promoted, the main boss, like my boss's boss, pulled him into the office and he tells me, Hey, I'm going to give you this job. And he, he pushes this three and a half inch uh, document across the table and tells me, you're, uh, you're going you're gonna to need to know this backwards and forward to be able to leave this team. I went, okay. And then he put another three and a half inch document on top of that. And he goes, this is the appendices to that report. <laughs> uh, okay. And then he puts another three and a half inch report on top of that. And he says, this is the Empire imp imp environmental impact statement. And you have to make sure you hit all these environmental commitments. And so I'm looking at this and I'm just the feeling overwhelmedness is killing me. And then he goes, and by the way, you're going to lead off. We're going to have you do a technical review conference, which is like a big kickoff design meeting. We haven't done one of these in 15 years. Uh, so there's really no example to follow. But whatever you do will probably become the example. Uh, so we'd like you to kick that off in about a month and a half. And I'm just taking all this in. And my, I started the conversation with, I'm going to show them that I belong to be here. I can handle this. And that verse kind of came into play. They're in the middle of the conversation. And one thing I, the, the question that came to my mind was, I said, Tom, if you just got the assignment that you just gave me, what's the first four things you would do? And he rattled off four things. And that Man, that was my punch list. That was my to-do list. <laughs> and that's where I, I headed out. And that, that, that gave me a place to start. It, it, it helped me in so many ways. I referred back to that for about three weeks. And then I passed the list. But there's just those moments when the advice you get, the instruction you get, actually dramatically changes the way you can handle the situation you're in. Anyway, that I think it's very, very important to keep 
a mentor, go to someone you can ask questions to and get instruction. That was really good. Uh, well, I want to go on to our second question, which uh, is involving some more stories, which is, can you tell us, uh, some of you guys tell us a story of how uh, things worked out well for you when you had a mentor? Or maybe on the other end, do you have a story where, uh, in hindsight, you wished you had sought out more advice or had a mentor and a choice that you made? Um, so I have a story of the latter and I really do wish I had a story of the former, but, um, I can tell a time when I really wish I did have, where I had gotten more advice. Um, so as I mentioned before, uh, I got my degree at USC in history, but I work in an architecture firm. And the way that that happened is I went back and got my graduate degree in architecture so that I could go and practice architecture. And I actually really wish I had gotten more advice in the decision to go back to graduate school. And and what happened is it was just at a time when my mentor was out of town and the idea came up and I was just really excited. And so I just started running with the idea. It wasn't that I was trying to avoid counsel. I just didn't think about it. I was so excited. I just ran forward. Um, and so, you know, ultimately things have actually turned out pretty well um, for me from that standpoint. Um, but I, honestly do not know whether one day I will stand before God and whether he will tell me it would have been so much better for you to have stayed or at least to have gotten counsel and gone a different direction than you went. Um, and so God has been really generous and gracious to me in that I made that decision with almost no counsel. I got counsel kind of on the back end of the decision, you know, as I was already 80, 80% of the way through it, but it does scare me to think about how bad things could have gone for me making such a big life altering decision without really finding out what others thought about it. People who really cared for me and who are looking out for my interest. So don't do that. That's good. Um, for me, so much of who I am today has really come from the investment of other people in my life. Um, one of my mentors is Katie Walker, Jeremy's wife. Um, and her investment in my life is something that God uses continually. Uh, one area of my life where she's been extremely helpful is dating and marriage. Uh, my mom passed away when I was 12 and I have four brothers, none of whom I would go to for relational advice. Um, Katie's the closest thing that I have to a sister. And when I started dating Steven, I really had no idea what I was, what I was doing. Um, so Katie was really my guide. Um, Steven and I had been dating for a few weeks and I had this feeling that we were probably going to officially become boyfriend, girlfriend. So I went to Katie and I asked her advice um, on boundaries. And she told stories about her dating relationship with Jeremy and different boundaries that were helpful, helpful and or would have been helpful for them. Um, physical, emotional, and time boundaries. And so on the next day with Steven, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I said yes. And immediately after that, we had a conversation on the boundaries we wanted to have for our relationship. Um, I found out that Steven had actually also talked to Jeremy about this exact topic. So going into the conversation, our ideas were aligned. Uh, we were really on the same page. It was really helpful that Jeremy and Katie are married um, and have the same advice to give. Uh, our boundaries weren't necessarily easy, um, 
but we really wanted to have a relationship that was glorifying to God. And being married now, I see even more clearly how important having those boundaries and keeping them were. Um, when a hard thing hit in our relationship, Katie was the first person that I went to. Um, her advice was extremely helpful, but her walking through the time with me was even more beneficial for me. Um, I really needed her support and she listened. She let me cry on her couch. Uh, she asked great questions and really pointed my perspective to God. And all throughout the relationship, Katie knew what was going on. So she was able to ask me the hard questions um, and help me process things, having all of the information, not just part of it, um, and really remind me of truth. And so this past May, Stephen and I got married. So obviously that worked out well for us. Um, and the first person that I thought of as to who I wanted to stand with me was Katie. She was my matron of honor. Um, and she continues to speak truth and give advice as I've transitioned into my role as wife. Um, and I love being married to Steven. Uh, has definitely worked out well. And a lot of that is because of the investment of different people in each of our lives and in our relationship. That's such a a sweet story with a happy ending, Carleen. Um, I have I have a an example that comes to mind, a really recent example of when I I really wish I had asked for counsel. Um, so every every Friday at work, part of my responsibility is to send an email to all of my project managers um, with like my tasks for the coming week and how many hours I think each of those are going to take me. So that's an opportunity for me to share with all my project managers, like what my, what my load is like basically and an opportunity for them to say, you know, maybe this is not so important. Let's ease your load so that you don't have to work a 70 hour week. Um, so those Friday emails are really, really helpful. Um, and when I first started at the firm, you know, Friday mornings, I would draft out this email and then run it by some of my mentors at work and say, you know, what do you think about the number of hours I've forecasted for this task? And they would give me really helpful input. They would say, you know, I think this is going to take you 12 hours instead of seven. You should allot more time to this task. Or they would say things like, well, this client usually doesn't reply to emails within several days. So that project is probably going to slow down this week and you'll have more time for other things. So, input like that was so, so helpful as I was drafting my Friday emails and planning for my next week. Um, but as I've, you know, I've been at the firm for about 14 months now, so I've gotten much better at forecasting my hours on my own. Um, so now I, I don't ask for input every week. Most of the time I, I can, I can do it on my own pretty well. Um, so last Friday I, I was drafting my email on Friday morning. Like I, like I always do. And I saw that, you know, I had three big deadlines coming up all on the same day on Friday, on the coming Friday, we had to deliver, you know, three pretty huge deliverables to three different clients all on the same day. Um, so this would have been a good opportunity for me to say, Hey, this is going to be a challenging week, Jenna, like maybe you should ask for some input, but of course that's not what I did. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I've been here for 14 months. I know what I'm doing. I think I have a handle on these projects. Like I, I got this. So I hit send on the email without asking for input first. Um, and it, it totally backfired. Like the week was a disaster. Everything took longer than I thought it would. I ended up working a crazy 65 hour week and until 10 PM on Friday. And it really, 
you know, I was the one that reaped the consequences of not asking for input. So retrospectively, it, it seems like a sort of small example, but it's almost always better to ask for input than not. And my pride, you know, totally got in the way last week. So my week would have been much better had I asked for input, long story short. Um, well, this this third question, it's kind of an all skate, a uh, little bit of a, uh, a rapid fire for all of you guys. Um, so I'd love for you guys to be able to share what are what are some qualities that you look for in a mentor? Um, I, I tend to look for somebody whose life in ministry really look more like how I want my life in ministry to look. Somebody that as I get time around them, um, it's clear that that they're putting God's word into action with uh, their family life, with how they make decisions, with how they manage their time, really just with um, how they do life in general. And then other times I'll, I'll search out something like somebody that's excelling or strong in a certain area. So right before or right after, right after I got married, um, I asked uh, Melinda Walker's advice on who are some husbands that do a really good job at, at loving their wives. And she said, uh, Jim Peterson and, and Dick Jaquies. And I, I don't know either of them personally, and I'd never even heard of, of Dick Jaquies. Um, but I gave both of them calls and interviewed them and got a lot of really good advice um, on that specific area. That was really helpful. I know for me, I actually look for different types of mentors for different things. Um, so if I'm looking for a mentor in like a body of knowledge or skill, I just look for someone who's knowledgeable in that area, who's further along than me, who's going to be willing to actually teach me. Um, if I'm looking for more like a life mentor, I'm really looking for someone who's godly, um, someone who actually really cares about me and is going to speak the truth to me. Um, someone who I really want my life to look like their life. A few things for me are healthy relationships with other people that they really love other people well. Um, and that they're humble. I feel like if they're able to laugh at themselves, that really helps. Well, I do like laughing to myself. So maybe, uh, <laughs> it's a lot to laugh at. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, three things that I that I definitely look for. And actually, I've seen it modeled over over the past several years. But just someone who really cares about you. Just someone who really cares. You know, one thing Paul said in First Thessalonians 2.8 is having thus a fond affection for you. We're well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but our own lives as well. And just looking for someone that's that cares about me. You know, usually you, you catch them saying things like, Hey, we ought to grab some dinner sometime. Or they might say things like, uh, uh, just come in and just be interested in what you're going through and asking some questions and just, just kind of respond to that and realize that's someone that really is interested in me. Uh, another thing is just, you know, someone who has a winsome life to really want to imitate, uh, kind of like what John was saying, but, uh, Hebrews 13, uh, seven says, remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. So looking for someone, you can kind of see how things are turning out for them. And that's how you like to see things turn out with you. And, and they, they've shared the word of God, but they've actually really put the pieces together and really spent some time with them and get some, get some time with them. And then someone who just enjoys God and wants you to enjoy him with them. Uh, one thing Paul said also in second Thessalonians two is for who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation 
is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? And he has this, you know what? When I see Jesus, when it, when this all history wraps up, I'm going to look over and I'm going to see you with me. And tell you what, that, that rings my bell. And it's just connecting with someone who enjoys God and really wants you to enjoy him with yeah, going off of that, I, I really look for someone who's responding to God's word in their daily life. Um, like learning from people is really helpful, but I think learning from people who are learning from God is is even more helpful. So that's one thing I look for, um, someone who's responding to the word of God in, in their daily life. Um, and then another thing is I look for someone whose life is speaking louder than their words. Like a lot of people can talk the talk and a lot of people have really, really helpful things to say. Um, but I'm looking for a mentor who's also really living a life that I want to emulate with mine. Those are all really good, really good advice guys. Um, so question four is, uh, this, what benefits have you experienced in having mentors in your life? What are some benefits you've experienced? So, uh, Jeremy, your, your advice in the area of, of dating and marriage has made a really big difference um, for me and Carlene. Um, I know early in our dating relationship, I asked your advice and you said, hold off on kissing until marriage or at least as long as you can and don't talk about a future together. And I think following your advice, those and other pieces, it helped um, helped our emotions from running really high. And it helped give us the space to really build a strong foundation um, on God, focused on God. That's good. That's good. I, you know, for me, uh, having mentors in my life has really helped me just leverage the life experience of other people in my current situation. So I'm like, I can uh, tap above my pay grade. And, uh, you know, I just as uh, just a quick story. Some of you may have heard this. Uh, there's probably many of you that haven't, uh, that don't know me. But uh, actually, it was with the same gentleman uh, that I was talking about earlier, Tom Sage. He was uh, the boss's boss. Anyway, he, uh, one time, I, about four years later, he put a lot of pressure on me to sign a document that basically said that we were done with an engineering review and all the comments had been taken care of. And the next person to sign it after me was our CEO, which is our colonel with the Corps of Engineers. And so it was like, man, I, I knew that I couldn't with integrity sign that document uh, because it was required to get it to get it advertised out for construction. But they told me this at the end of the day. And so I, I went home and I knew I wasn't going to do it, but I couldn't imagine how to do it without being a rebel. Kind of the, the way I grew up, it's kind of like, well, I'll tell you what three things are going to happen. And that's not one of them. And, you know, it's, I would just have just the wrong attitude. And I knew that wasn't the right attitude. And I just couldn't figure out how to handle the situation. And, and uh, we happened to be connected at a group situation that night. And uh, one of my uh, biggest mentors, uh, Neil Walker, and I were just talking, I'd kind of explained this to him. And, and I told him, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do this without being a rebel. He gave me some great advice that I just never even thought of at all, how to handle that. So I went back the next day and I get called into the office. I'm standing in the office and my boss didn't just have him. There was the couple of the project leaders and there's like four people in there standing uh, when I came in and I was, I was like being grilled. Like, you know, and he says, are you going to sign it? And I honestly, and then right then what the answer I had, the answer I didn't have the night before I said, you know, Tom, 
to the best of my ability, everything that's at your desk uh, that has my signature on it has been right and, and sound and true to the best of my ability. And I know you can bank on that. I said, if I were to sign that paper, I think I'm going to lose that in your eyes. And I just, I just don't want to go there. And he, he had this puzzled look on his face and he said, he's like an old army guy. He goes, then I will pressure you no further. <laughs> I said, Thank you. No, I, just, I just, I was thankful, but I said, oh, okay. And I walked out and one of the guys came out. He goes, man, that was wrong that they did that to you. And you, he says, man, I really liked the way you handled it. And then about an hour later, my the big boss came into my cubicle and I thought, okay, round two. <laughs> so he comes into my cubicle. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so we're going to revi- revisit some of this? No, he came back and he goes, hey, I just want to tell you that it means a lot to me to know that there's someone on my staff, their integrity means something. And he says, I really appreciate that. I, and then it was a year later, he was the deciding official for the promotion that I got to become a supervisor, one of the younger supervisors at our company. And it was just like, I realized that moment, uh, just having that input and that advice just changed the whole direction of where I could have gone. And uh, now I'm in charge. I've been in, over the course of my career, I've been in charge of a lot of things and be able to really mess up a lot of things <laughs> at a high level. But uh, but that was a huge moment in my in my career. And that was the advice that really helped me. Just along those lines, this is probably pretty obvious um, result of getting advice, but someone actually answers your questions. Like that's been a huge benefit. Like someone actually answering questions for me and, and not just any question, but embarrassing questions, like questions that I wouldn't want to go ask because I feel stupid um, or really tough questions. Like having a mentor has been a real benefit to be able to go have someone that I can just go ask questions to. Um, and, you know, actually an unexpected benefit that I found in having mentors is uh, when I actually don't even have any questions. So just as I've hung out with mentors and just chatted with them and actually get to hear what they're doing in their lives and the way that they view things going on, it has just really opened up my vision and really just opened up my eyes to see a much bigger picture than I could ever come up with on my own. And that's, as I said, that's been kind of an unexpected benefit is really just that opening up of my worldview. And it's also allowed me to see into their lives, um, getting with them and see the things that are challenging them, the things that are encouraging them, you know, how they're handling their responsibilities. And that's really been encouraging and challenging to me as well. That's great to hear, guys. I, I appreciate you sharing. Um, so, you know, while there's benefits to mentors, uh, not all benefits uh, feel good. And so my next question, if some of you want to briefly share is, um, have you ever had one of those, this is a phrase I think Aaron Gillum coined in our ministry, one of those, ouch, that's helpful moments where a mentor shares something that hurts initially, but in hindsight, you're thinking, I'm glad they shared that. Yeah, I, I can jump in on this one. Um, I've had many of these, I'm sure. But one one that comes to mind, um, speaking of Erin Gillum, she was one of my most consistent mentors throughout college. We um, led Freshman Connection together for three years, and we met on a weekly basis for a couple hours for three years. So she, she really got to know me really well, and I got to know her really well. And she um, she just had a really upfront and clear picture of my life and, and was able to help me identify some things. So one, one example that comes to mind for me, um, 
when I was a student and still in many ways, I had a tendency to like fill my life with things to, to try and perform and do everything all the time. And Aaron, you know, picked up on this very quickly, of course. And many times in college, you know, sat me down and told me that I really needed to learn how to rest. I needed to slow down. Um, that, you know, sometimes I was overcommitted and I was, you know, needed to st take a step back from some things. And, you know, I never really wanted to hear that, of course. Um, but she was, she was always right. And my relationship with God always benefited from the times I chose to, to swallow my pride and listen to her advice and, you know, make some changes in my life as a result of that. You know, uh, when Carlene and I were in pre-engagement counseling, uh, Neil Walker said, one of those, ouch, that's helpful things to me. Um, he said, Stephen, you tend to um, miss the forest for the trees. Um, he had noticed that I tend to focus on the little things, on the details, and sometimes forget about the big picture. And that was specifically in the context of um, my role as a husband. Um, and that, that really is to, to do a, a good job at, at loving and leading, to lead Carlene well and to love her well. Um, and hearing that, I think um, just being clear, keeping that clear helps me to actually lead and love Carlene well. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if one tree is really healthy, if the forest is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's good um well uh the sixth question i have for you guys is what advice would you give to people that are listening in on our conversation right now what advice would you give them on how they could really get the most out of mentoring and seeking advice I think a few things that come to mind for me are to really, really share your life. Um, be open and honest, like share the good and the bad, share the hardest things in your life, the things that bring the most shame and you try to hide from everyone. Um, let them really know you. If they don't know the real you, they're not going to be able to help you grow or make any progress. Um, they really can't see your heart. Uh, so you have to let them in on the things going on inside. And part of that is spending time around them, just doing day-to-day -day things. Um, as you observe their life and they observe yours, they'll learn about you and you'll pick things up from them outside of just what they say to you. Um, and really in order to do this, you have to make yourself available to them and to that time. Um, and in doing that, take the things that they say or that you see and write them down and think about them. Don't just kind of set them aside, but really spend time praying about what they've said and how you can really apply that to your day-to-day -day life. Really allow their input and example to actually begin to influence you. I think... Um for advice, it's it's helpful to prepare questions ahead of time. Um, a lot of times, like the morning that I'm going to meet with Neil um, or with you, Jeremy, uh, I'll spend time praying and just thinking through questions that I want to ask. Um, and then after I ask them and you say something full of wisdom, uh, I will like actually be jotting down um, notes either either on my phone or a lot of times I just straight up bring out a journal and I'll sit with your dad at at Denny's and I'm the only guy with a journal and a pen, but it's worth writing down. Um, 
I think sometimes uh, it's also just helpful to think about where the tensions are in life. Um, and if you can, if you can focus on that and get something articulate together rather than fuzzy, then you can actually get help in those things. Um, I would also say that if you, if you just don't even have the categories to think about, um, what you really need help on, like, don't let that stop you from getting the advice. Um, yeah, that end you want to, you want to take the time to really think through questions that are going to, going to help move you forward in general, not, not just kind of the, the problem of the week or the, the monster of the week. Um, but really like where, where do you want to get more momentum? Where do you want to make forward progress? Um, not just responding to issues as they come up. I think that's, uh, yeah, it's helpful to helpful to think through what's urgent beyond just that week. I would say if you're looking to go get counsel on a specific subject, don't go uh, simply looking to get validation for the things that your mind's already made up on. Uh, Proverbs 14.12 says... There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what does. I mean, but, you know, we, we tend to think we know what we're doing, um, myself included, as my previous story showed. Um, and, but we really don't want to go just looking for validation because at that point, we're just wasting everyone's time. Um, so that's one I would say. Um, another I would say is, you know, don't go get counsel only to never apply it. And I think you know, Stephen was talking about that, taking notes. Um, you know, James talks about looking in the mirror and you see your face and then you walk away and forget it and don't do anything about it. You know, it's, it's easy at times to think that going to just going to counsel does all the benefit, you know, going to a mentor really blesses your life, but it's in the application. It's in actually following things. That's really going to make a difference. Um, and another one I would say is, you know, Proverbs talks about multitudes of counselors and the benefit of that. And there really is great benefit in that. But again, going back to that point about not trying to validate your what you already think, don't go to multiple counselors just trying to find the one who will say yes to what you want to do. Um, because it's easy to fall into that when you really want to do something. So uh, go get a multitude of counselors, but make sure that you're really um, looking to find out what God is trying to um, encourage you to do. And, and the, the final thing I would say is, you know, as you go further and further in life, um, you're going to just have to be more and more intentional to get mentors um, and to be mentored. When, when you're young, people want to mentor you. You know, when you're a kid, people want to build into your life. When you're young in your career, people want to help you move forward. But as you keep going, you know, they, they're not coming to you and you really have to go to them. And so it's something that you really have to make time for, make an effort for, and really, um, make it a responsibility in your life that you're going to get time with people. And the, the best way to do that is to really do life with them because lots of times the people that you want to be mentored by are very busy. And so if you're willing to just do life with them, to do the things that they're doing, help them with the, the responsibilities that are on their plate, you'll get extra time with them. And that can be of great blessing. That's great. That, those are really, really good bits of advice guys. Okay. We're on our last question. And again, this is a, uh, one of those all skate getting to hear your final thoughts. Um, 
But as we wrap up this time together, which I've really enjoyed getting to hear what you have to share, uh, what are some practical things that you would want to leave um, the people listening to this on, on how they can begin to implement this habit in their life? What are some practical takeaways? I think two, two practical things that come to mind right away are to uh, make yourself available. If you don't make the time for a mentor mentorship relationship, it's not going to happen. Um, and then take initiative. I've seen that if I need advice, um, people don't tend to walk up to me and say, you really look like you need some advice. Could we get together <laughs> Tuesday at 9 a.m. and we'll go over this thing? Um, that's actually never happened to me. So take the initiative, initiate the conversations, go in with questions. One thing that I've that I found really helpful is just to slow down my decision making process and bring people in. Like if there are, if I'm faced with a decision that's going to significantly impact my future, like for example, like a new job or, you know, a new responsibility with a club in college or like an additional time commitment at work. You know, I, I made a list here of a few others, like my schedule for the next semester, where should I live next semester? Who should I live with next semester? What church should I attend? Should I go on a date with this guy? Like those, those are all things that you know, will have a significant impact on my future. So if, if, you know, for things like that, like to really slow down my decision-making process and bring people in, um, that's one thing I would recommend. And then the second is just make input like a regular thing in your life. You know, this, this series is about habits. So make it a habit, make it a, a regular thing that's in your calendar. Um, and frequency is, is really important. I think it helps you stay connected to people's lives and it helps your mentor to really have a clear picture of what's happening in your life so that they really can help you. I'd say in, in order to add new habits to your life, you have to be willing to say no to other things. Um, I say no to, to TV and to Netflix. And I know a lot of guys that they should really say no to video games and TV and YouTube and Netflix, um, or at least drastically decrease the time that they spend on those things. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to add something good, you have to say no to other things that are less good. One thing I would just say is make it a habit in the moment to ask questions. Like say you're listening to uh, your, someone's giving you some advice, a mentor's giving you some advice. Sometimes you miss something and you go, well, I don't want to act like I wasn't listening. But you <laughs> ask the question or they may, or they may say something you don't understand. Ask the question. What do you mean by that? Even when you get into your career uh, and you're in a, you're in a meeting and high level meeting and someone uses this term and everyone's going, Hmm. <laughs> and you're like, what in the world does that term mean? Make it, a habit of life to ask the question, even if it feels like you're going to be thought of as, you know, not understanding everything. And even in like a big, like high pressure situation, like I described, whenever I've asked those kind of questions, there'll always be one or two person who have a smirk, but there'll be about 14 other people going, Oh, that's <laughs> what God they asked the question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it, and honestly, you just make so much traction by just asking the question in the moment that comes to your mind and don't pretend, just don't pretend, don't pretend like you already know everything. 
I, you know, you guys have already said this, but it's got to be on your calendar. It's, you know, Neil Walker likes to say, if it's not in your schedule, it's not in your life. And the reality is you just have to make time for it. You have to put it on your calendar. Um, you know, we good intentions just means you haven't done it yet. <laughs> um, you know, intentions, you know, amount to nothing. Really, it's action that does. So get it on your calendar. And the other thing I would just say is buy up any training opportunity you can. And it it will cost you. I mean, Steven was talking about um, not doing TV or games. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you, you know, blood, sweat and tears if you're out, you know, hoeing the back hill to get time with somebody. Um, but it is worth it in the long run. So buy up any opportunity you can um, because the the return is going to be extraordinary. Well, yeah, like you said, I think uh, the benefits have definitely outweighed the cost for each of you, which is probably why it's a subject of such importance and regularity for all of you. So thanks for taking the time to be able to share your insights. And uh, I hope that was helpful for you guys. And I hope you will begin to implement some of the things I talked about. Thanks.